1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is a workout song, right? Like, I feel like you got to be in the lab getting it in with this song, totally. right? You got to be getting... This is a good right.
2: pregame song. Yeah, You're exactly. on the field getting warmed up. Pre-game?
0: Ooh. What was your pre-game song? Did you have one? Pre-game, Anything Young Jeezy. Oh. Anything Young Put Jeezy. on for my was city. all about trap music pregame. Yeah. <laughs>
3: what about pre that time? Like, before, like, when you're in college and stuff.
0: Pre-game in college? Or
3: high school. It, it is unsportsmanlike. like, while well, CC thinks of that. Yeah, On I about Radio, that one. I don't, I don't know. Insurance. I had
0: such a big, like, at that point, it was like the, the Walkman with the CD case. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody had the big CD cases. I know I'm dating myself a little I love bit. That. A little bit, yeah. But I, I forgot what
3: my pregame in college was. I always, I'm so OCD with that kind of stuff. I would actually order them by artist and like, I would, I, you have to have an, a proper order in the CD case. Like, all yeah. right, so here's all the Biggie albums. Yeah. Then you turn the page. There's all the Tupac albums. Turn the page. There's all the NSYNC albums.
0: Uh, Th- thank God we found a better way. Thank God we yeah. found a better right way. I disagree. We don't have to carry around oh, the really? CDs.
2: I disagree. How do you figure? Technology has robbed me of one of my greatest skill sets, and that's the mixtape. I was elite at burning CDs. Like, for your birthday, CeCe, I'd be like, oh my God, it's CeCe's birthday. I know he likes this artist. And so I were was, you
0: Napster or LimeWire?
2: Oh, you know I was Napster. <laughs> Sorry, Metallica. <laughs> but I would spend so long thinking of the playlist, of the order. You know, it had to be kind of a crescendo. I would I would do little doodles on the CD, give it to so as you as So you were gift. putting
0: CDs together for your put, friends? I was
2: putting work in when it came okay. to burning CDs. Were you CDs? taxing
0: them for it, or were these gifts
2: no they were all gifts oh, i'd be okay.
0: afraid then to
3: give one to you like if you're my friend and she, oh it's Small's birthday let's do the same for her she does yeah. for everybody else there's too much
0: pressure already. oh there it was i just remembered because i had a cte woman when you asked me that question <laughs> pre-game music in college eight ball mjg oh eight ball mjg that was the pre-game music in college
3: and that was the big cd like yeah. you had to hold it <laughs> how did like you know it wasn't it wasn't no, a, it wasn't disc a disc record no, it was <laughs> a, <laughs> a disc man yeah,
0: was, like one not, of those disc i'm disc not m- bringing in a vinyl record player in the locker room <laughs> you have the mailbox no, like, right. the niners the radio, the radio raheem that's actually kind of cool though. the way the niners I feel like do it like we should bring that back that's, that, it, that, that's that, it. exactly like
3: the niners do it in the best way and when trent williams has it i mean trent yeah. williams the most intimidating human being on planet earth yeah. i would never like i would be afraid if i'm you playing against i'm
0: glad i got him when he was young i'm glad i got Trent Williams when he was young he's a grown man now i got i got him when he was a puppy he grown man now full <laughs> but, grown man wait
3: before we get into the Thursday Night Football was there any guy when you were a young player first or second year in the league that you look across and you're like I cannot believe I'm playing against this guy it's so intimidating
0: playing against this guy. Larry Allen my teammate I keep telling you that like but, we okay, argue who the there. best of all time was when it comes to a lot of positions there is no argument with offensive linemen Larry Allen was the most dominant offensive lineman people that talk about Anthony Munoz get out of here it was Larry Allen <laughs> Guys literally caught the Larry Allen flu. Defensive linemen <laughs> told their coaches, "I'm not playing this week because the Dallas Cowboys were on the schedule." Wait a minute, the Larry You Allen just flew. made an
3: unbelievably bold statement. You played it, it the time. Yes, it ain't bold unless it
0: ain't bold unless you know about Larry. If you played against Larry <laughs> Allen, then you know. I know, but you just said putting him over Munoz. If you put him over Jonathan, I'm putting Ogden, him over every other offensive lineman in that history. Out there, in history. And I played against some damn good ones. I played against Walter Jones. I played against Orlando Pace. Larry Allen is the most dominant offensive lineman to have ever played the game of football. So he went to a tiny school, right? Sonoma State.
3: How did he get missed then? If you're saying that the greatest offensive lineman in history comes from Sonoma State, how does that happen?
0: Well, the greatest wide receiver in NFL history came from Mississippi Valley State. Wow. Why are you
3: surprised? Uh, it's amazing It happens. Me, but if it's you can play, amazing. you can play. Yeah, but you know what's funny? On the TV side, right before we came back, they were showing clips of, uh, on ESPNU from North Carolina. And you said, it's amazing to think Lawrence Taylor and Michael Jordan went to the same school, yeah. right? That makes sense. The greatest it's football done, player actually, yeah. and basketball player going to a school like UNC, which is a massive school. Yet you're saying Sonoma State and Mississippi Valley State, Central Arkansas for Scottie Pippen. It's just amazing how guys are missed. Let
0: Scottie Pippen tell that he's the best basketball of player course. ever. Of <laughs> course. Uh,
2: one more thing about this. What's the differentiating factor between a Larry Allen or an Orlando pace? What makes you so confident to say, I know you've you played against all of them, but what is the differentiating factor?
0: One guy can block me. The other guy can hurt me. Oh. And he's trying to hurt me. That's the differentiating factor. Larry Allen didn't just want to block you; he wanted to hurt you. So fear. he would co- think about it, it. Was fear? It was, <laughs> no, I'm no, I'm lot of, it was a lot yeah. of angst and it was a lot of fear. Wow. He would literally come to the offensive, the line of scrimmage, and he would do this thing like a choo-choo train and go toot toot. That meant the ball was running right behind him, and he wanted everybody on the defensive front to know that's where the ball was going, and there wasn't a damn thing you can do about it. Wow! That's how good L.A. was. He was a monster. And the thing that made him so great, people want to talk about his strength, he had bench press over 700 pounds, but his feet, like a running back, unbelievable footwork, unbelievable footwork. Put, wow. us, put this in perspective. Now, he ain't going to do no conditioning drills now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember our first conditioning drill. He tried to get out of it. Bill Parcells is screaming at him. Hell no, nah, L.A. You're going to run these 300-yard shuttles. You're going to get this conditioning drill in. So but anyway, he was the most dominant offensive lineman I've ever seen. I need you to put something in perspective. What's so talking? you
3: are six foot eight, Yeah, 300 and... Three forty. Three forty. I hope your wife is not watching. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, she wants that to be three thirty yeah, and three twenty yeah, exactly, and three ten. Exactly, right? exactly. We're working on it. Okay, We're so it's, it's fluid. Six, yeah. you're six eight and three thirty. Yeah. Three forty. Three fifty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. exactly. There you go. <laughs> At your best, how much could you bench press? Uh right around four hundred and fifty pounds. So Larry Once you get Allen to that way
0: you really don't need to be able to do more.
3: <laughs> but Larry Allen bench pressed two hundred and fifty pounds more than you. No, I think he actually did seven thirty five. Oh my so God. almost three hundred pounds more than you. Yeah. Smalls and I together, and she's way stronger than I am. Smalls and I together could never bench press. We couldn't even lift three hundred pounds. I don't think
2: I can lift fifteen.
3: I no. don't think I could either. <laughs>
0: I mean no it's, way. it's unbelievable. When you look at it, you can go on YouTube and look at the clip of him doing it.
2: I want to right the now.
0: bar looks like it's about to snap. It's incredible. Like it's just so much weight to be able to push that kind of weight. Like Guys pride themselves, like the 225 test in uh, the NFL Combine is a strength test. They use that to evaluate, see a guy's muscular endurance, all of that stuff. So a good number for a lineman is around 30 reps. This dude could do 50 reps of 225. 50. It's incredible what L.A. could do. And was he, like,
3: nice or was he just nasty at all times? Nasty at all times.
0: Nasty at all times.
3: Like, admit it, you were afraid of him.
0: I mean but, I, but I'm not see the smile. but here's the thing I'm not the only one oh, I'm in good company yeah. there there are a lot more guys like me than the other way around I'm just saying there are a lot of defensive linemen in the National Football League that were intimidated by Larry Allen I remember Leroy Glover had the <laughs> Very one, good player. really good player Cowboys or pro Saints Pro Bowl right? all pro yeah, yeah I think one season he had 17 sacks Glove could ball now and he went to the Pro Bowl and they had this strongest man in the NFL competition in the Pro Bowl and L- and Glover won it one year and he put the trophy in his locker, and LA scoffed at him, like laughed at him. You know, you're not the strongest man in the NFL. I am. And I'm going to prove it to you. The next year, he went to the Pro Bowl, and I think it was like 275 pounds, and LA pumped it out something like 35, 40 times oh just to prove that he was the strongest man in the NFL and to laugh at Glove. Like, I mean, he used to throw Leroy Glover around and practice like a rag doll. And I love Glove, but I'm just going to shoot it to you straight. Like, LA. There was nobody that I remember seeing, other than Reggie White, that gave Larry Allen any kind of problems, any kind of resistance whatsoever. And Reggie White is one of the greatest defensive players to have ever done it. So, I mean, this dude, to me, in my mind, the greatest offensive lineman to have ever played. And there is nothing in today's NFL that's quite like what we saw from L.A.
3: I got to ask one quick follow-up last thing on this. If Larry Allen walked in here right now, he came into our studio, and you saw him, would you be fearful upon his arrival?
0: No, I wouldn't be fearful. I'd dap him up and smile. We, we because okay, cool. you don't have to go against him. We, exactly, exactly. We like, <laughs> he, fear's out he, the door. Listen, he, he don't want no smoke, and I'm glad about it. That's what I'm saying right now. Like, that's what I'm saying. We don't want no problems now. Well, I'd like some smoke with the rules
3: committee in the National Football League because the turning point of the game last night between the Vikings and the Eagles was a play 10-7 second quarter in this game. The Eagles are winning. The Eagles had all kinds of opportunities. Second straight week, tons. Of turnovers in the New England game in the first quarter. Same thing in the first half against the Vikings. They're turning the ball over left and right. And Justin Jefferson has the ball. They're down 10 7. Kirk Cousins, th- Cousins throws him a nice pass. Has to stop a little bit. Maybe should have let him a little bit. He fumbles it out of the end zone. And the ridiculous NFL rules that we've discussed for years, and they don't change for whatever reason. The forward fumble out of the end zone becomes a touchback where the opposition gets the ball. Makes absolutely no sense. There is no possession by the opposition. Philadelphia, ground game, unbelievable. The defensive line, ridiculous. But this is a rule that should have been changed years ago. We're presenting problems. The solution is... If you want a touchback, leave it to the offense. Loss of downs. If it happens outside the 20-yard line, give them the ball on the 31 or whatever it was where they started the line of scrimmage. This doesn't make any sense, and it was the turning point of the game last night, and this is a rule that should be out the window, and it's not.
0: And that's the part that I don't understand. Outside of the end zones, anywhere else in the field of play, if the ball is fumbled out of bounds by the offense, the offense retains possession. Most of the NFL rules are geared toward the offense because that's what the fans want to see. No fan... I mean, outside of the Eagles fans, wanted to see the Vikings have to give up possession in the red zone because of an antiquated draconian rule that the NFL has in place. And I get it. It might not be a perfect solution as to what you do with the football if it's fumbled out of the end zone, but rewarding the other team when they actually didn't do anything to gain possession just doesn't seem like it's the right way to go about this. And in that moment in last night's game, You're talking about a 10-point swing. Not only do you take seven points off the board for the Minnesota Vikings, but you put three points on the board for the Philadelphia Eagles with the 60-yard Jake Elliott field goal. So it goes from being a a 14-7 game uh, at at, uh, halftime in the Vikings' favor to a 13 to seven game in the Eagles' favor. I just don't understand why the NFL won't take a look at this rule and make an adjustment. It's not like this is the first time we've seen it before. No, but this is just another one in a long line of egregious, unfair uh, uh, actions by the it's NFL for- or inaction by the NFL to create this kind of situation for a po- for uh, for offenses. I just I don't get it. It makes no sense, and they need to change it. And by the way, just to point out. You have a
3: defensive guy yeah. <laughs> saying that the offense should benefit.
0: That's well, it, it's not even a benefit, it just makes sense. Right, but I'm saying like you would you have fumble, every if to you go fumble the, other way. the ball out of bounds, the defense doesn't get the ball. Yeah, right. The, the only should should way you be get the ball series. as the defense is if you get possession of it or you make them fumble out of the back of their own end zone, then that's a safety. Okay, that makes sense. But when they have the ball in plus territory and they fumble it in the back of your end zone, they shouldn't, you shouldn't get rewarded as a defense. 100%. I mean, think about it. The offense actually had to work the ball down mm-hmm. the field to get into that territory anyway. Why are you then rewarding the defense? It 100%. makes no sense.
3: All right, we're going to continue this conversation because there's another angle here with this that there was a little bit of an incident, an incident may be strong, a little bit of a thing, let's call it, on the sidelines. Yes. Between A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts. So we will get into that coming up. You'll hear from Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Plus, will my MVP pick show out this weekend against a former MVP. We'll get to that next. It's on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio.
0: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
4: Must be 21-plus plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
1: Unsportsmanlike. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. We don't know that it's a Hall of Fame quarterback that's coming
0: back off of this Achilles injury. So if there's no guarantee that he's going to stay healthier, then why would you commit as an organization to Aaron Rodgers? We should have a segment, Kill Canty. I disagree with everything he said.
3: <laughs> Kill Canty is a yeah, fun I mean, segment. Yeah, it's all in love. I mean, I love him. He's exceptionally talented. I just disagree with everything he said.
0: Wow. Don LaGreca and Peter Rosenberg off the top rope? Wow. Kill really? Canty? Kill Canty?
3: Ninety-eight Man. seven in New York, you can hear us every morning ten fifty a.m. in New York, our great station here yeah. in New York City. It's on Sportsman like on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM Channel eighty, ESPNU, and the
0: ESPN app. I don't know how serious I can take somebody's football take when they can't tell me the difference between an over and an under front.
3: So I mean, no. I, don't, I don't know.
0: I are don't you talking to
3: us or who are you talking? No, I'm just talking about
0: Donald <laughs> Grecker and Peter Rosenberg. I've quite literally forgotten more about football than those guys would ever know. I mean, so, I mean, what are we saying? I'm not always going to be right, but at least I have a rationale. I mean, can we say that we have a rationale behind defending Daniel Jones for Monday night? Quite literally not. I'm just saying, nobody can explain to me why Daniel Jones threw a pick to Stephon Gilmore rather than throwing the ball out of bounds. But yet and still, people still caping for Daniel Jones. I get it. New Yorkers want to put on their Giants-colored glasses, their rose-colored glasses, and defend the quarterback – I'm just saying they bet not go out to Arizona and lose this weekend.
3: I mean, to be fair, Peter's a Washington Commanders fan, is he not? So, yeah, he's a, Washington he's, a, he's, to hate. he's a
0: Washington Commanders fan, but he's aware of his audience as well. Yeah. Like, this is what he
3: does. Well, they do a great job. So, Michael K., Don LaGreca, and Peter Rosenberg.
0: They do a great job, I mean, unless they're talking about my takes, then they do an awful job.
2: Are yeah. we adding them to the beef list?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's clearly beef there. Clearly clearly they said there. they
2: want to kill Canty. Yeah, I know. Kill Canty. I know.
0: You want to kill Canty. I don't. I don't, Are, I don't, don't can... know. I don't know how I feel about that though. You sounds... Should be
3: happy. It's cross promoting our
0: show. No, it's we'll cross it. promoting, but it feels a little aggressive to say kill Canty. Though, by the way, suggestion. suggestion. Like, I feel, I feel attacked. I'm a lover. I feel threatened. Yeah. Uh, almost right. I think do you I need could to go it. to HR. I think you could take.
3: How the uh, heck do you
0: do that? Do I need to go to HR? I'm just trying to get my email working. I feel threatened by Don Lecrae and Peter Rosenberg. I mean, seriously, personal attack. Yeah. If Kill attack. Canty can
3: become a thing, can we do it also on First Take? Can we do it on The McAfee Show? Can we just get as many things? <laughs> yeah, we can do it on the <laughs> Manicast. Can, we can
0: do it wherever <laughs> we want. If we, if we need to do it in an octagon or a WWF ring, we can do it there too. All right, so the we Kill have the Kill Canty segment. We Let's have go. the beefs
3: updated oh on ESPNU. We've
2: had the show for two weeks. We're Harry Douglas
3: beefs. and I, of course, you hear here with Freddie Coleman, 3 p to 7 p.m. Eastern with Freddie and Harry about Outcast. Canty. Carlin versus Joe, Candy against Greenie on Lamar MVP, Candy, Carlin versus Joe on Joe's mustache, Candy now on the Michael K show with their threats. So uh, there you go. You have a lot of beefs. I candy. do have
0: a lot of beef. Yeah, that may be a look in the movie.
3: mirror moment. Like, are you okay? No, I it's not. Make it's sure. not a
0: look in the mirror moment. But when you're at the top, when you're on the ESPN <laughs> National Morning Radio Show, everybody's coming for you. you. Know
2: what it is? He's that's Deion Sanders. He's Deion. Every, everyone's coming that's for Canty because he's it. he's
0: uh, the star. Exactly. The like Rob Sala said, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. Well, uh, do this I have to? now? If we're gonna do Deion, I used to think I was a friend of the Michael K Show. I started out working weekends at 98.7 FM. Now it feels like there's a problem.
3: You want my outfit here with the sunglasses and the hat if you're Dion? Exactly. Put the the sunglasses on. Put the
0: sunglasses (laughs) on. I
3: know you won't put the hat on with the uh, the Patriots
0: hat. I mean, these ain't Cartier frames, but like Joe Burrow said, I can't even see my haters, so there it is. (laughs) uh Cardi may- glasses won't even peek at you joe there burrow you style yeah, something like that yeah there uh, may I have been uh, right, got my back
3: though I got haters you. on their own sideline last night we saw something interesting in this eagles <laughs> uh vikings game thank you yeah, 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 um <laughs> so there was a thing on the sideline jalen hurts wasn't giving aj brown the ball enough they've had a weird start to the season even though they're 2-0 and like they haven't actually played well at all on offense uh nick sirianni last night uh we'll play two cuts for you that you can listen to here on the incident between hurts and brown and then unhappy players not getting the ball.
5: I didn't see what was going on with that. We're just trying to manage the game. The conversations we have, I feel they're going to be private and the conversations we have in
3: in, per, in, uh, in our locker room are going to be private. Like, y'all, y'all don't need to know what was going on right there.
5: Sometimes there's emotion within the game and I, again like I know that's speculation of not getting the ball or anything like that. I'm not going to go into to any of that. But I do know this about this team. They they genuinely like being around each other and they generally, genuinely
3: you know, one of their greatest motivation is not wanting to let each other down. You know, they want to make plays
5: for each other. They want to do the right thing for each other. And I got no doubt that, um, you know, we'll be be in a good spot uh, tomorrow moving forward.
3: All right. So before we get to the conversation about my MVP pick and how big of a game it is for Trevor Lawrence against the Chiefs this weekend, (laughs) um,
0: thing or nothing? Nothing. I'm not worried about it. I mean, we saw dust-ups from A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts last year. These guys have a history. They've been knowing each other for a really long time. And so when you're in the heat of competition, tempers flare, guys are on, you know, guys see things a little bit differently, and sometimes you got to work out those differences. Now, I I don't think it's a situation where it's going to spill over into the locker room and become something that's a distraction for the team. I mean, you saw it later on in the game. Jalen Hurts threw A.J. Brown a touchdown pass. Now, I got a call back from a holding call on the running back, but it's not as if that disagreement prompted Jalen Hurts to freeze out A.J. Brown. Like, sometimes you've you've heard about quarterbacks getting into disagreements with receivers and quite literally not throwing them the ball. This wasn't that. And so I'm not worried about what it means moving forward. What I will say is it's a good sign for the Philadelphia Eagles – that they were able to feature Devontae Smith in the passing game, even though A.J. Brown didn't have a productive outing.
2: Yeah, I like that he cares about his usages, if that's what it's about, and that he wants the ball. I also, if you're watching the video, or if you've seen the video, it's not as if they're pushing one another. They're just passionately talking to each other. Yeah, Nick Sirianni has to get in there, but I don't think it's anything to be worried about. And like you mentioned, CeCe, these two have a history with each other, and I think they'll be just fine.
3: So maybe the biggest game potentially of the weekend this weekend, it could be, would be jacksonville and Kansas City. And I think if Jacksonville wins this game at home, I think we're going to have this moment. And I picked Trevor Lawrence before the season to win MVP. CC picked Jacksonville to go to the AFC Championship game. So we're in as a show on Jacksonville's success. Yeah, I think that Jackson, and you have the Andy Reid-Doug Peterson um, matchup this weekend. And Peterson obviously worked for and I believe played for Reid as well in Philadelphia. I think that we're going to have one of these moments if Jacksonville wins where we're going to sit back on Sunday and be like, Oh, oh, oh they, they're for real, real. Like, this, this ain't no, this is not just some cute pick that we're all picking. Like, Jacksonville's for real if they win this weekend.
0: Yeah, they're for real. But I mean, I felt like that coming into the season. Think about that divisional round game in Kansas City last year. That was a three point ball game in the fourth quarter. I mean, Fat Mahomes was fighting for his life quite literally on one leg to try to will his team to get the dub. Now, they ended up doing it. And I think you can explain away Jacksonville coming up short for a lack of experience. But this is a team that has championship pedigree with their head coach. And they have a quarterback that has been in large part viewed as a generational talent ever since he's come out of high school. Remember, Trevor Lawrence smashed all of Deshaun Watson's high school records in the state of Georgia. That's the kind of talent that he is. He just needed to have an adult in the room as the head coach in order to harness it. They had that now. They also got him a legitimate number one wide receiver in Calvin Ridley, and we've seen the early returns on that investment. You've got Zay Jones, you've got Evan Ingram, and you've got Travis Etienne, who, is, who had a hellacious block on one of those plays uh, for, in the third quarter, uh, one of those receptions by Zay Jones. So I just, I'll just i go out and say it, man. Jacksonville is a legitimate title contender, Regardless of the outcome this weekend, but I think it's important for them to get the win to prove it to themselves because confidence comes from demonstrated performance and you can't be, you can't consider yourself the champs until you beat the champs. This is an opportunity for them to have that litmus test on their own terms on their home field.
2: Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs are still the measuring stick in the NFL. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are a good team and we have a lot of positivity surrounding them. But if you go out and beat the Kansas City Chiefs, especially with Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey, if they're working their way back from injuries, Mm -hmm. that's a statement. We we aren't looking at you with hope and with aspiration. We're looking at you as a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And even though we're talk if they lose this game, we might still have those same conversations about them. If they go out and beat the Kansas City Chiefs, that's a completely different air that we're speaking with them.
3: Well, you're speaking as a lover of them right now. All of us are, right? We're loving what Trevor Lawrence has done. We're loving what the Kansas City Chiefs have done historically. Loving the hair, too. Yeah, but coming. thank you. You mean Trevor Lawrence or me? Yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Coming (laughs) up, it's for the haters!
4: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. By visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C ebikes.com.
0: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply.
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN radio.
3: That's right. Bad boy. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Unsportsmanlike. ESPN radio. Uh Uh-huh. That's (laughs) right. Presented by Progressive Insurance. (laughs) ESPN I see you, baby. (laughs) I see you, serious XM80. All those stations across the country, I see you.
0: Take that. Take that. That's right. Take that. That's right. (laughs) Oh, you want for the haters? We got the
3: haters. We're going to give you juice right now for the haters. You know what would be good for the haters this weekend? Josh Allen struggling for the Buffalo Bills against the Raiders. That's right. That's right. You want the haters keep the music going. We're going to do it bad boy style. Let's go. Let's go. You know what's good for the the, haters? I I can't do the ditty voice. Come on. It's good for the haters. All them haters out there up in the videos with the shiny suits on, if Josh Allen throws more interceptions. That's right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if he goes out there and he has another multi-turnover game and he loses to, I'm sorry, Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders traveling west to east at a 1 o'clock kickoff in Orchard Park, there's no walking it back that's like right. th- that, that is a situation now where there is a Josh Allen crisis that is the break glass in case of emergency. if you start out your season 0 and two after having championship expectations, especially given the way that they lost in the postseason last year. remember all of that talk about the bills making sure that they had home field advantage once they got into the postseason you had home field advantage on a snowy day against the Cincinnati Bengals and you lost like if you follow that up, with starting the season 0-2 and, and Josh Allen having, what, six, seven turnovers through the first two weeks? Yeah, it is a crisis in Orchard Park.
2: Especially to Zach Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo. Ugh. Zach Wilson and Jimmy G. I know you love him, Evan. I'm so sorry.
3: I do love Jimmy G. I yeah. can imagine, that On and off the field. Yeah, Perfectly quaffed hair. On Beautiful. and
2: off the field. I Not- think
3: he's underrated smalls on the field. All he does oh, is course. win.
2: He absolutely but he can't if he's healthy is a question well, yeah. but for the haters I always imagine when we do this segment that the troll online and I could just see if they lose this week and they start at 0-2 the windows closed in Buffalo they're never gonna win Josh Allen can't get it done he's a turnover machine this is what they're gonna say that the window is closed
3: when you say that you mean me Maybe. Yeah, that's right. Uh, By the way, we are are so in on the haters, we're going to actually carry this game for you on ESPN Radio. We've got (laughs) the Bills and the Raiders on Sunday. Noon Eastern on select ESPN radio stations across the country. And so we are so in on the haters. That's right. That we're gonna give you the opportunity <laughs> to listen to the Josh Allen demise. You know who else is gonna be hating? What's up? Bears haters. Oh. Imagine they start 0 and 2, losing to the Green Bay Packers. That's right. And then going on the road, uh huh, losing to the Tampa Bay Bucks, a team that was a tank team, at least we thought. Yeah. There's for the haters right there. Justin you know,
0: Fields 0-2. And then the irony of it is you would be losing to a failed number one pick in Baker Mayfield, and your team had the number one overall pick in 2023. Passed on that to roll with Justin Fields because the franchise, the GM, the head coach had belief in his abilities, only to be repaid in kind by this guy not being a dude that can make everybody around him better. If Justin Fields – Starts off 0-2. The conversation that has been happening in Chicago this week around whether or not he's the franchise quarterback is going to be amplified to a national conversation. It's scary hours for Justin Fields right now. We all know that he's an immensely talented quarterback, but it feels like he's on borrowed time in terms of being a starter for the Chicago Bears moving forward.
2: And for the haters... It would be a repeat performance of what we saw in week one where he's not airing it out. The whole point of going out and acquiring D.J. Moore was so that he could take that step forward with his arm because we know what he could do with his legs. So if you see him come out in week two and they lose the game and he's not airing it out yet again, imagine the conversations they're having in Chicago. D.J.
0: Moore can't have two targets, right? Can we oh agree on that? God, he he can't have two targets.
2: He cannot. He <laughs>
3: Well, you can hate me now if you're a Giants fan, Nuno. Nuno does hate me, but hate me now, a Giants fan? Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine the New York Giants. Nuno, our producer. Imagine the New York Giants. You lose the first game 40 to nothing, and then you come back. Best case scenario for the haters out there? You lose on the road at the Cardinals, but don't worry, because you get the Niners on the road after that. Oh, my God. The haters will be loving it if the Giants lose this weekend at
0: Arizona. If the Giants lose this weekend, they are staring at 0 and 6, because you mentioned San Francisco on the road on a short week. After that, Seattle on the road against Miami, and then on the road against Buffalo. Good luck with that schedule. Bad boy. Good luck with that. And here's the problem <laughs> Daniel Jones had some issues in the first game dealing with the Dallas Cowboys pass rush. You're going to have some issues dealing with that Arizona front because they're multiple in terms of how they manufacture pressure. Andrew Thomas. Has an injury, banged up. He was limited in practice, but from what I heard, the guy was limping onto the field. And then you've got Darren Waller also dealing with a hamstring. So, arguably, two of the three most important pieces for Daniel Jones to have success. Not going into this game 100%. This is a scary spot for the New York Giants. It feels like it's a bit of a trap game because you can catch yourself looking ahead with knowing what the logistics of the upcoming week are going to be potentially being out there. But I, I just... This is all bad for New York if they lose this game. But for the haters that didn't think Daniel Jones should get that contract, this would just add more fuel to the fire, losing to the Arizona Cardinals.
2: And you know what the haters are going to bring up? Brian Dayball is he overrated? Last year they obviously out they outperformed expectations. They outkicked their coverage yeah, last year. I, mean, that's I was trying cover. to think that's of a nice way to say it, yeah. they outperformed expectations. They outkicked their coverage. Everybody is going to want to point to Brian Dayball, the yep. haters, I mean, and that's say
4: right. that's
2: right, and say. Was that an aberration? Is he really the guy?
3: I mean, Go I ahead, guess I'm, I'm a Patriots, hater on all of these so far. Give your Patriots stats. No, I mean, if you look at the second year in the of the Patriots guys that come from Belichick, overachieving year one, underachieving year two. I haven't even brought this up with Kevin O'Connell because he was never a coach for the Patriots, but he did play and learn from the Patriots years ago. All right, next one for the haters. Now I'm going to point it back to you two, Okay. right? So I was the bad boy. With a hate me now, little Nas, little Diddy for the entire thing. Now it's on YouTube. Imagine if Russell Wilson and the Broncos lose to the Commanders. Uh, the haters are gonna be out like no Ooh. other.
2: They're already out. I know.
0: It's not fair. They're Leave already out. They'll
2: just be making more room on the bandwagon. Yeah. Than the I mean, I Russell feel Wilson. like this
0: is gonna happen. You know I picked the commanders to be a playoff team in yeah. the wild card picture. But I mean, yeah, if Russell Wilson doesn't find a way to win this game at home. Like This is going to be a bad look for him. Sean Payton has been trying to get this thing back on track. And quite frankly, the defense did their job last week against the Raiders. They held them to 17 points. If you hold an opposing offense to 17 points, you should be able to make that stick. The only problem with having Russell Wilson as your quarterback is since he's been with the Denver Broncos, they've been held to 16 points or fewer, 11 of the 16 starts. That's not good. Russell Wilson, yeah, he didn't turn the ball over, but he didn't do himself any favors in terms of leading the offense to having a more productive outing. The name of the game is be able to get the win. No matter what it takes, Russell Wilson didn't do that. So I don't care about twenty-seven or thirty-four and two touchdowns. You needed three, and Russell Wilson didn't get to that. It's happening this weekend. CC. Okay, it's gonna. But happen. you know what, the haters. It, are it, if if say, it's gonna happen, then he's gonna have to target his wide receivers more than he targeted his running backs. That didn't happen in week it's one. Gotta happen. But okay. you know what,
2: the haters are gonna say if it doesn't. Sean Payton couldn't fix him. He he wanted. Oh, yeah. To get out of Seattle and he exposed himself. The reason they won in Seattle wasn't because of Russ, it's because of the Legion of Boom. Uh, is his Hall of Fame status hanging in the balance? You know that the conversations are going to be much more than just about this game with Russell Wilson.
3: Well, when the uh, Broncos win this week and Russell Wilson and the Broncos beat the Commanders, he's going to come out yeah. after the game, like Ciara says, and just say, that's how we roll. And that's what's going to happen if and they gonna win, keep rolling on.
2: Does he give you a let's ride if they win? No,
3: how he's we roll. I like it, Ciara. <laughs> Let's, let's do that. All right, coming up. Well, uh, we know the Bills are struggling. We know Aaron Rodgers is obviously not playing this season. Could there be another team in the AFC East that CC does not want to admit is good that could be really good? We will get to that. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
5: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do
1: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
3: It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive
0: Insurance. ESPNU. What you, you know about us. this, what you know about this? Ev? Not much. Not much? You're not <laughs> familiar with Shawty Lowe and his work? I'm sorry, what was that? Shawty Lowe and his Shardy work. Shawty Lowe?
2: Come on. Shawty
0: Lowe? I'm sorry, what's his first name? Big up to all, all my haters. haters.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> ESPN <laughs> app. <laughs> Sirius XM80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. By the way, a uh, quick note here. While we're on the uh, AFC East, we're going to get to the Patriots and the Dolphins Sunday Night Football. Did you see the reports? And I love this—that there was talk about the Jets making a phone call to Andrew Luck. Saw it, loved it. I love it too. To me, it, like there are some things in life that you should start with a no. So like the New York Giants, for example, every single time there's a head coaching opening, if you don't start with a no from Bill Belichick, because that's the only other NFL team I think he'd ever coach or ever consider coaching, if he didn't need a job would be the New York Giants, just start with a no, right? I mean, let's be honest. If the great people at ESPN didn't start with a no from Stephen A. Smith and Greeney for this show, something's wrong with them, right? I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. They should start with Stephen A. and Greeney. You're sure? short? Okay, good. Then, then we'll go to these guys, right? Yeah. That's fine. That's totally fine. I can live with that. Start, if you need a quarterback and you're desperate and you don't know where to look, just get a no from Andrew Luck and then move on. I'm cool with
0: that. But when's the last time we saw Andrew Luck actually play football? Well, he's throwing with the high school kids I saw. Yeah, it. yeah Palo, Alto, Pal- Palo, Alto. Palo, Alto. Palo Alto. He's yeah, he's, coaching. Like, he's, he's a coaching. high school assistant coach. Like, what are we Still doing? Still better than most. Now, yeah, we say he's better than most, but by the time he gets up to speed, the season's over. I, mean, I don't know. He is very cerebral.
2: Yeah, if very, you read he, the piece about him coaching very, at Palo Alto, he knows all the plays. No, that's very, great.
0: <laughs> he can know all of the plays. But it's, the plays. But, but it's different throwing, the ball. So. It's I'm different kidding, I'm throwing the ball around with high school kids versus being up to speed with NFL game speed. Like, that, that's the thing. Like, I get it. It's an outside-of-the-box idea. And right now the Jets need outside-of-the-box thinking. But I don't know that there's going to be a better solution then what's right in front of him now with Zach Wilson? Now, maybe there might be a solution that presents itself as the season goes along, as teams fall out of it. Uh, Here go to Minnesota Vikings. But right now, you got to ride and rally around Zach Wilson. If you want to bring in a Carson Wentz or Nick Foles as a backup, then so be it. But right now, your best chance to win football games is Zach Wilson. Not necessarily a great place to be, but with that defense, if he gives you competent quarterback play, this team should be competitive.
3: Yes, I understand that. But I, I still
0: think it's worth a shot.
2: Would you call him, CC?
0: No, I wouldn't call
2: him. I would call
0: no, him. We, when's the last time? Can anybody answer I'd to me? Last like time we've seen Andrew Luck in an NFL game. The day he retired,
3: which was a preseason game. Actually, no, he didn't even play in that preseason No, he on the 2018 is the
0: last time we've Side seen lines. him in an NFL yeah. game. Yeah. 2018. You,
3: that's five years ago. I still think it's worth it. I still think it's worth the phone call because somehow, some way, if he says yes. Now, the, speaking of the AFC East, so this is game Sunday Night Football: Dolphins and the Patriots, eight twenty p.m. Eastern time. CC doesn't want to admit this to everybody, so let's keep <laughs> this down. He had a big preseason take that maybe this could be Belichick's last year. Okay, just us talking. Don't worry. And then all of a sudden, Rogers gets hurt. He doesn't like what he sees out of the Bills, and the, the Patriots are very competitive with the Eagles. He doesn't want to admit that he
5: kind of likes the Patriots this year. So don't don't tell anybody. CeCe. I like
3: the Patriots. <laughs> I like
0: the Patriots because they're a good defensive team. Now we'll see what happens with Mac Jones. I thought he played good, not great, in that game against Philadelphia in a loss. But the Patriots' defense got their work cut out for him. I, I don't know. Has has Tua actually lost to Bill? I want to say
3: he's five and zero. Has he lost to Bill uh, Belichick? Four no. Sorry, four, four, four and zero no. against
0: yeah. Bill Belichick. Uh, I mean, not too many young quarterbacks had that kind of success against one of the greatest defensive masterminds we've ever seen. And with the skill position players that the Dolphins are bringing to the party. Let's face it. They got a four-by-one relay team with Tyreek Hill as the anchor runner. That's what that offense is and they've shown the ability to be able to exploit different defenses. If you match up in man coverage, they got too much speed with Braxton Barrios, Jalen Waddle, and Tyreek Hill. If you go zone, Tua is too cerebral, Tua is too accurate, his anticipation is off the charts, they're going to pick you apart. So there are no good answers when it comes to slowing down that Dolphins offense outside of cutting the head off of the snake, which is hitting Tua early and often. Now, they have the pass rushers to do it. Matt Jadon, Christian Barmore, who I thought played an outstanding game against the Eagles. They've got Keon White, their rookie, who's playing Mm -hmm. well. well, So we'll see what happens. But, I mean, I I don't know that there's anybody that's going to be able to slow down this offense when Tua is healthy. It's the most explosive offense in the league. They averaged 8.2 yards per play against the Chargers. For context, in week one, the average yards per play was 4.8. Wow! So they're doubling up on the average NFL offense in terms of their yards per play. I, I just don't know that the Patriots defense or any defense is going to be able to slow down this outfit if Tua is healthy.
2: Yeah, we felt better about, well, Evans has been on the Patriots, but I think CeCe and I felt better about the Patriots even in a loss in week one. But the Eagles yeah. haven't looked like the Eagles, which I'm keeping in mind as well, but I just think I trust this Dolphins offense way more than I trust the Patriots defense.
0: Oh,
3: God. I don't. I trust both. I mean, but the Dolphins offense is great, but the Patriots defense was excellent, and they're young players. Christian Barmore is a third-year player in the first year out of Alabama, second-round pick. He was excellent. Got hurt last year, and he's back this year. They have this guy, Keon White, second-round pick out of Georgia Tech, who's excellent. And the name that we have to keep an eye on, because the nation's going to be watching Sunday Night Football, of course. The name to keep an eye on is, is Christian Gonzalez, their first-round pick, a cornerback out of Oregon, who will probably get the matchup against Tyreek Hill unless they do what they've done in the past, see, which is they put their number one corner on the number two receiver, the number two corner on the one receiver, and double-team with the safety up top, which they've done in the past, especially when they have elite corner Steph Gilmore, Revis in the past. And I think Christian Gonzalez has already looked at like that, but that's a heck of a Sunday night game. Because I think a lot of people are looking at the Patriots differently than they have, obviously, the last few years because it's no Brady. But I also think there's what what you feel is kind of what people are coming around to is like, maybe they are actually pretty good. Maybe it really was the offensive system last year. Maybe just having Bill O'Brien there with Mac Jones. Like, if you look at Mac Jones' last six games of last year into this year, he was much better. Much better sample size. Still not good enough but much better than he was previously. So I think that's a heck of a Sunday night game. And now with the Rodgers injury, the entire AFC, Rodgers injury and Josh Allen has more turnovers than me playing football. All of a sudden, well, maybe not that, but all of a sudden that AFC East is kind of looked at differently than we did two weeks ago. Yeah, and
0: I think that puts more pressure on Bill Belichick and, and Mac Jones to be able to get it done. Sure. Like if you're Robert Kraft looking at the situation with Aaron Rodgers injury and what's going on with the Buffalo Bills, why shouldn't my team being contention in this division. Why shouldn't we be one of the top two teams based on what we're bringing to the party? You absolutely should. And so I, I think that it, it creates a higher standard in New England than there otherwise would have been in 2023. I still look at the Dolphins as the class of the division right now, but we all know that can change with one hit to two. So if you're New England, it could be just um, about surviving the war of attrition. Just survive in advance. Look at it like the Hunger Hunger Games. Like, just don't do anything that's going to disqualify you. And in the AFC East, that might just be good enough. Bill Belichick talks about this all the time. Same as all Bill Parcells' disciples do. Before you can think about winning the game, you have to avoid losing the game. You can apply that same logic to the division. Before you think about winning the AFC East, just don't do anything to lose the AFC East, and let's see what the other teams around you do. It's a combustible situation in Buffalo with all of the turnovers from Josh Allen. We know what's going on with the New York Jets. We know what's happened with Tua and his injury history in the past. If you can just survive and and play competent football, maybe you'll have a chance. Now, it's going to take more than competent football to beat this Miami Dolphins team when they got 2 on the field. I mean, they just have so many weapons. Even though they don't have any run game, they still have enough with their scheme and with their talent that they are going to find a way to be productive in the passing game. So it's about red zone defense. It's about creating turnovers, takeaways, when the run-after-catch opportunities with these receivers, your DBs need to be punching at the ball. That has to be the mindset for Bill Belichick going into this thing because you're not going to be able to shut this offense down outright. It's just not going to happen.
3: So you referenced the hun- Hunger Games. I've never seen them. Just want to be clear on that. I don't know if that's a bad job. I mean, never seen her, the movies, read the books. I did learn this morning that Smalls has never seen an episode of Seinfeld.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh-oh, CeCe just gave a look. No, nah, I'm with you, Smalls. I've never seen the episode. What? Either. I've never seen it either. Never seen what? it either. Never watched it. I need a little John what? So, never watched it. Not what? one episode? No. Mm-mm.
2: Also, I think Friends couldn't, is overrated. Couldn't tell you.
0: Couldn't tell you. Is Kramer, one of the characters on Seinfeld? I know Jerry's in the mix. Yeah, is, is Kramer <laughs> one of the characters? I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. Yes. Okay. So I know that much about it. I know there's something about soup. People quote yeah, it. Yeah, I mean there's there's the pop culture references yeah. that everybody knows, but I've never.
2: I know he made a lot of money off of it. I've never seen it. I know he I, gets coffee with comedians and cars.
0: You've, so you know his Netflix show, but never, you don't never know,
2: watched it, but I'm
3: aware of it. You both have never seen an episode of Seinfeld. Not once, no. ever. I, I'm at a loss. That is stunning. Absolutely stunning. Does what it you, hold what up? Do you know for me? Does it hold up? Yes, it's funny. What do you mean? Does comedy hold up?
5: I don't yes, know I comedy don't, is funny.
3: I don't think Friends holds up. Friends at the
2: time was all we could watch at that time slot. It was must see TV. It doesn't yeah. hold up. It's overrated now. Not that funny I've
0: watched a couple of episodes of Friends. I'm still trying to figure out how the hell did they afford that apartment in that location in New York City.
2: It's a whole lie. They it's
0: can't. a whole it's a whole damn lie.
1: <laughs> yada yada yada, Hunt Sportsman, like ESPN radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.
4: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.